The following podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And we're here with the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, we dragged a couple of mucks in here today, huh, we Danny? We got them here. We got them on the hook. Uh, Chuck Dilly. Chuck Dilly, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, Chuck's a customer of Calibrated Powers, Duramax Tuner Shop. Uh, your truck's been in there once or twice for an upgrade or two, and we've all known you here for, for quite a while. Yeah, about two years now. It's been about two years. About a two-year build, yeah. Longer than Chris Emke has worked with us. Chris, we're also <laughs> no, joined no, today. No, I was here before. I was here before. It yeah, was. Yeah, okay. It was. Okay. Maybe. Dude. Maybe. Come on. No but liar, yeah. so I don't know about that. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes, thank you for joining us, Chris. Uh, no, cool. we always love when Chris is on the show. We asked him to stop in because we're just sitting around talking about Chuck's truck, and I think the conversation really started rolling as 1,000 horsepower daily drivers. Right, right. So, Chuck, why don't we start at the beginning, though? Uh, tell us a little bit about what got you into diesel performance. Um, I've always been a big fan of the the amount of power and the and the horsepower and the the torque coming, you know, out of a diesel a diesel engine. And uh, it all started with an old seven three. I had a two thousand two seven three, um, just a pig. It it was a pig, gutless, and new yeah. body style. Yeah, I love how you're staring at Paul <laughs> saying a seven three is a pig when his daily driver is sitting out front it's right an, now. It's an old body style. Hey, keep stick going. Shift. It's hey, still a pig. Continue. You. It started. It did start. It started every time. <laughs> um, it all it all started with that, and uh, it, it, then I, I kind of I, I sold it. I, I needed something that got way better fuel mileage, so I ended up selling it. Um, and then when I got the opportunity to get back into it, um, I really wanted to do a GM. Um, the area I live in is pretty heavy with the, the Cummins, and uh, I wanted to be different. And so I, I went with a I, – I, I found one on, online, and it already had a built motor or a built trans. It already had twins, and it already had dual fuels on it. So it was already a pretty good start. Oh, yeah. Um, after that, it just, it, it just snowballed. <laughs> I mean, just like it usually does, you start off with a number and, and, uh, you, you feel, you get a use, you get kind of used to that power and you want, you just want more. Uh, so I went, I eventually went with built motor. Um, after built motor, it was, it was on from there. <laughs> Pardon the interruption. This is Nick with Calibrated Power Solutions. If you can appreciate the kind of advice that Paul and Danny are giving, uh, our listeners on this episode and would appreciate that kind of personalized advice, I would encourage you to check out calibratedpower.com and duramaxtuner.com where you can get a hold of our guys and get that kind of personal attention five days a week, eight hours a day, 815-568-7920. Back to the podcast. <laughs> so what was that number that you were chasing, Chuck? What were you trying to chase down? Original number was 800. Um, the truck started at 670-something. Um, after the built motor... Uh, it had an older set of 60 overs in it and uh, an S7 or S475, uh, uh, you know, and over stock. Yeah. And uh, the truck ran great, um, but then, like you said, you get you get used to that power, and uh, so once you get used to that power, usually most guys start buying more shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I'd like to touch on quick, and you had a horsepower goal in mind. You know, mm -hmm. 800 was the number. That's what we were chasing. Now. We ended up hitting that number, okay? One of the things that I talk to a lot of guys, you know, you guys as well, is reliability at that power level. Mm -hmm. Does a built motor mean it's forever a built motor and it's reliable? Let's touch on that now. No, actually, it is not. Um, <laughs> um, it's it's amazing how you can you can tear up a built motor at a stoplight. Um, 
prime example. I'm, I'm sitting at a stoplight. All of a sudden, it sounds like a gorilla trying to get out from underneath my hood. Um, <laughs> what it's was a- her name? <laughs> uh, no, uh, so... I'm immediately on the phone um, talking to Calibrate. I'm like, dude, I'm sitting at a stoplight. Truck's making a horrible noise. I'm on my way to the diesel extravaganza in Terre Haute. Oh, okay. <laughs> to make it even, wor- uh, make it even worse, yeah. I'm yeah. on my way to an event with the truck, you know. And uh, I drive at 60 mile an hour all the way back home. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, of course. I'm, I'm pissed, you know. I'm yeah. like, built motor, this thing ought to last. How and, far uh, were you? About 15 minutes. Okay, so not, not too far. Not but, too far. Okay. Oh, heard, um, heard a terrible noise under the hood and stayed in it. Ha, huh, Chris. I've been there, done that, and <laughs> hey, I paid the consequences. When in doubt, throttle it out. You know. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, so, <laughs> someone is smart in this room, okay? It's already broke. You might as well, but no. Enjoy that, work, that works when you're like ATVing and like motocrossing, <laughs> not in your truck, just so you know. So I get it home. I'm, I'm on the phone with Calibrate, and it's a Saturday, you know? So I, I've got, luckily, I've got contacts to the guy I need to talk to on a Saturday, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what is going on with this thing? He's like, man, I really don't know without looking at it. So throw it on a trailer, get up here, broken crankshaft. Ooh. Um, luckily, it didn't get into the bearings. It didn't really get into the block. It was just a, a quick machine job, and we were down the road. But, uh, of course, while the motor's apart, let's do something different. Well, well, of course. course. You know? <laughs> it, you already got the labor. Let's let's go bigger. So uh, Saving you money. That's it's, what it's doing. It's saving you money by, by adding power at that point. I get it. Who's the salesman today? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we went ahead and went with uh, an LML crank. Um, and, and, and a alternate fire cam. Okay. Um, and then the other, other internals went back in, nothing else was hurt. Um, so we went ahead and went with a bigger turbo at that point in time too. I was making 817 with the S480 and I was running the 3794, which I still am running, um, 63 millimeter. Right. And the truck ran great. 817, it was my number, you know, but I'm like, man, the motor's apart. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, Calibrated was nice enough to talk me in an S484. Uh, okay. So, that's the setup I'm running now is an S484. And the truck's making 940 with 1,824 foot-pound to the rear wheel. And it's just a dream to drive this thing. The tuning is so spot-on. The trans-tuning is so spot-on. I mean, if you're not over 50% on the throttle, you would never know the truck makes that kind of power. And that's something that I would also like to touch on. Again, talking to guys, oh, I want a number, you know, 800, 900, 1,000. I want to daily drive it. I, I want to tow with it. You're living proof, okay? It took a specific setup, you know, yeah. carefully selecting parts to do that. But like we were just talking about, you daily drive this truck. Since the built motor, um, a year and a half, about a year, I've put 30,000 miles on that truck. Jesus fucking Christ. Now, I know when I was with Bob and Nick tuning your truck, I had some time behind the wheel. I drove it myself. You are not going to find a truck that makes that type of power and drive that well. Not that spools like that. No, it's just that truck has like stock spool up and it makes nasty top end power. I mean, the, the thing is an animal on the street, but you don't have that drivability loss that we talk about, mm-hmm. that that lack of spool up, that smokiness, the throttle, the boost, the power, it's there at all times. Well, you know, a lot of times we talk about lag and, and I think we get this idea in our head that lag is my foot's on the floor and I have zero boost. But that's not, that's not mm-hmm. all there is to lag. It's about how fast from my foot going down to the truck moving forward. And, mm-hmm. and that's really what I think is awesome about Chuck's truck is I think everybody 
I think everybody here but Danny has got to drive it. Yeah, I think that was before Danny. Man, that's been, yeah. that's been said before, huh? Um. <laughs> uh-huh. That truck, though, it looks phenomenal. Oh, it's gorgeous. It drives Thank awesome, you. supposedly, you guys are saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, like I said, if it wasn't wet, I would be more than happy to give you a little a ride in it. But, no, uh, no, absolutely. And we all got a chance to kind of get out and check out this setup with the, the 484s being the, the low-pressure charger and that. That 3794, I've never been a huge fan of that in a single turbo application, to mm-hmm. be honest. That 3794, Chris, it's all right. It's, it's just not, I don't think it's the best. I mean, considering the application and he had the truck, he already had that charger from before. Again, with trans tuning coming into the mix, the proper converter coming into the mix, you know, proper supporting modifications, we hit a number that that's essentially a stocker twin kit. Like, right. no bullshit, let's mm-hmm. just cut right to the chase. Yeah, I mean, that's it's the piping for it, right? That is, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, we have a, a modified S400 as the atmospheric, you know, being a 484, it, it has an right. S500 wheel on the compressor side, but you could hook up to any trailer, you could tow with that truck. Yeah. You know, like it, you just said, you put 30,000 miles in just over a year. I don't drive 30,000 miles <laughs> in two years, so I don't know where the fuck you're driving, but <laughs> hey, you're, you're enjoying the drive while you're doing it. You know, yeah, you, absolutely. You enjoy the seat time. But but I think that does bring us back to to a point that Danny and I have come across a lot in this podcast is that as you as a listener are starting to actually put together your build, get a chance to get in a few different trucks, go to some different mm-hmm. bigger diesel events, try to find somebody who has a truck that drives the way you want it to drive. There's a seat feeling, there's a seat experience that's involved with these trucks. And it's not just a number mm-hmm. like we were talking about, right, Chuck? Is, yeah, it's, it's really not. I mean, when you get when you get to the point where your, your truck just is, is almost perfect, you know, you, why, why mess with, you know, and I've, I've, you know, coming up to pal- calibrated and, uh, walking around their shop and you see these trucks, with these big 91 millimeters in it, you know, 60, <laughs> you know, running 64s in the, in the, and I'm like, man, why didn't I, why didn't I go with that bigger, that bigger charger and go for that thousand horsepower, you know, 940 is respectable, <laughs> you know, and the drivability is there. Absolutely. And that's what it comes down to. It's, it's that drivability. It's that feeling, you know, um, Danny, I don't know. What do you think? You've been in quite a few different cars running down the track. Could you tell the difference of 50 horsepower, 80 horsepower at that power level? At that power level, you're never going to notice the difference. But if you pulled up next to me at a light and that truck looks as nice as it does every day, every time I see it, I'm not messing with you. Dude, I'm telling you, I get challenged. I, see, I would time. totally, if I saw I you win it every day in I my neighborhood, I'd be like, that dude's a bitch. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'll smoke him. Well, yeah. like, like I just said before we got on this, I was like, man, you know, I'm surprised you drove it. It's raining right now. Like you parked that thing in the winter and he's like, what are you fucking kidding me? No, dude. The no. truck always has ice hanging off of it and this and that. And I'm like, all right, well, I, I guess I, I, I keep call my it shit Midwest parked. paint job. <laughs> you, know, you got the white just blowing all over it. It's a Midwest paint job. In three years, it'll be a Midwest paint job when it's all rusted out. But yeah. fuck it, right? Hey, I had fun while doing it. Something yeah, else. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about drag racing and truck pulling a little bit. I mean, I, do you have any of this in your future? The truck pulling thing would be hard with the twin kit. It's real hard to find a small local show that'll let you in with a twin. Open class. Yeah, like a brush um, pull or very, something like very that. Very few have an open class around me, so I'd have to travel to do that. Okay. Um, there is a local, there is an eighth mile drag strip near me. Um, that is a possibility. Um, I've I've really done some work on the, the front end of that truck here lately um, with, uh, I've put in a different set of uh, tie rods in it. The other set of tie rods, I actually tore those up. Um, it's got a center link in it now, which that made a huge difference just running a center link in it mm-hmm. now. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's definitely possible to get it on the, the, the track. 
Definitely. Yeah, we'd love to see out at the diesel drags. No, no races to date in the in the truck. No, no sled pulls, no drag races. No, I mean the truck was down feet. this summer. Yeah, yeah. No, you well, got to keep that in mind. The prime time. Yeah, the, so. it seemed like every time the the prime season was coming around, that the crank let go. Um, <laughs> it's the, the 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 other time was uh, I sheared bolts off of the the torque converter. Oh, yeah, I brought it up yeah, here. It had a yeah. little shimmy in it, and uh, I brought it up here, and Owen threw it up on the rack for me. I mean, right then and there, and he's like, "You got you got loose bolts in your." torque converter and then he broke one off <laughs> tightening and tight, you know tighten them so then they had to drop the tranny right. um but i mean i mean honestly if you're gonna if i'm gonna pick something that's the favorite on that truck is probably the transmission the dt1000 uh, going that was probably my favorite thing i've done i mean you open the hood you see these big twin turbos on there you know everybody's wanting to know what's you know it runs 100 100 over injectors you know who's crawling underneath the truck to look what kind of transmission you're running Nobody. It's it's like it's so rare to hear that. You know, like people usually like maybe like the way an Allison, and that's what they'll say is I like the way my Allison shifts. Usually, people don't appreciate having to spend the money to be able to harness the power, right? Absolutely. Like that's a cost. Not that's a, a big hurdle. Expense. That's a big it hurdle. Is. Yeah, yeah, and it is a it is a it is an extreme cost. But when you've got the money in the in the motor and you've got all that power sitting there, what's the point if you can't get that to the wheels? It's useless, son. Totally, I would agree. Yeah. How about this? You know, because you've had multiple stages of the build. If you could say anything to any of the listeners or a buddy were to ask for advice, is there anything you would have done different? Or is there anything that you learned in the process of the build that you would have changed? It's a good question. Um, when, it, when it comes to setting a budget for a build like this, write it down and throw it as far away from you as you can get. Because you will never. <laughs> there's always something else you know you get into a build like that it's well then there's this you got the supporting mods of the front end then you've got rear end work then you've got drive line work you've got transmission work it doesn't just it's it's a, like an ongoing flow of money into these trucks and uh that that would be my thing is try not to 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 let don't, don't let your budget get in the way of your build yeah well, and i agree with that you know i tell guys all the time you know oh i want x amount of horsepower this is how much money i have to do it yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's not enough. You know, you could do stuff in stages. You know, mm -hmm. if you know you have an end goal, we'll do some supporting mods now. That way you could build on that. Um, but I always tell guys it's the it's the nickel and dimes. You know, it's the small components that end up to being more than what the motor costs. You're going to break it. You know, yeah. yeah. You're going to break maintenance. it. Maintenance. I mean, a, a thousand horse truck, 900 horse truck. There's maintenance that goes Absolutely. into that. The driveline, like you had said. Clutches. <laughs> you know, it's you're you're going to run through clutches. It <laughs> I mean, look at it the small happens. stuff, U-joints. Yeah. You know, like you said, the front end you had to go through. The truck only has 100,000, well, probably 130, 140 yeah, now. Like with, 138 or something. With how much you're driving yeah. it, you know, <laughs> cross-country hotshot and a built motor. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, there is there is a cost to the maintenance of a truck at that power level. Absolutely. You know? So how do you do it? I see you got a wedding ring on your finger, and you got a wife, and you can build this truck. How'd you pull that off? You know, she's she's pretty cool, man. I mean, honestly, she she's not all about it like I am, you know, but she's, you know, I get the look. Whenever, you know, I, I, I bring, you know, when I came up to here, she's just like, she, she gave me that look like you're, you're going up there. So I know. Um, Leave the checkbook at home. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's, she's, she's awesome. Um, she, she doesn't, like I said, she's been in it when I've, I've done 20 pound boosted launches and everything in the dash is going to the back seat. People are freaking out in the back seat, And she literally just sits there like, 
unamused, <laughs> you know? And, wow. and I, I think it's cool, you know? She, she, she's totally awesome. She's just sitting there, boys will be boys, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> or, time, yeah, I did a four-wheel drive nitrous launch with my wife, and she was not impressed. And yeah. I was like, people would love to sit in this passenger seat and feel that, and she was, like, bored. I still have bruises from the last time I did a burnout with Joanna in the car, <laughs> for sure. She I mean, well, freaks that out, was, loses that it. was her That's car, you... and you pulled the e-brake. Dude, <laughs> fuck you. Burnouts are burnouts, and sideways is sideways. <laughs> Don't be jealous just because your Jetta e-brake doesn't work anymore. Um, <laughs> it's classy. Buck and Bronco. As <laughs> oh, Bob would say. Yeah. No, we appreciate you coming here and talking with us. You're a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, breath of fresh air in the industry, and we love talking nice. with you. And if you ever... Uh, you know, have any friends that want to get on our show and talk about their cool builds? We'd love to talk to them as well. Yeah, I, uh, I, I am a, I, I've been listening to these podcasts since the very first one, and I literally take something away from every single one of them. I mean, even when it's the Ford guys, I'm not a, I'm not a hater. I, I like all three of them, honestly. They, they all have got something, I think. My dad's got a 15 Power Stroke, and it's one of the nicest trucks Best I've interiors. ever drove in. Their interiors are, hands down, one of the nicest Can't ones out there. Yep. Um, I got a buddy that's got a Cummins, and it's a nice truck. I mean, I don't, I don't hate on all any of them. You right. know, they're all, they're all nice trucks. Probably my favorite to build the Cummins, to be honest. I mean, I'm a huge Germax fan, but if you were going to talk about dollar per horsepower, yeah. between 600 and 1,000 horsepower, Cummins is your best bang for your buck. It's unquestionable. If you want the best ride quality, Duramax. I don't think that's I mean, it's hard to fight that. I'm a I'm a Cummins guy, always have been, you know, probably always will. Um like Danny says, you you buy the truck for the engine, the truck ends up having to come with it. Right. You know, if you're going to buy something, I mean, and that's why I respect your build so much. Um it makes a respectable horsepower number, but it's a driver. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't been in any Dodges that have made that type of power and I've wanted to daily drive it. They suck. I'm that sorry. Is, that is, no, that is usually true. I sorry. mean, there's been a couple twin kit trucks I mean, it's just, that, but I, that I, I think are all right. I'm not talking about just the drivability. The power I'm not to have that drivability. It's not just the drivability. It's the, the plushness. It's just be yeah. getting in the truck, going over a bump. It, you're not feeling the frame of the seat, you know, rubbing into your ass. Like, you know, I mean, even the new four gen trucks, they're nice. You know, they are really nice, but you know, I would have to say if I'm going to buy a cruiser, it, it is going to be a Durham. I've owned several Duramaxes myself yeah. too. LBZs, LB7s, LOIs. I, if I'm buying a cruiser, it's going to be a Duramax. It's just the, the pocketbook to yeah. build one. You know, right. I mean, you have the perfect, cruiser that you know makes north of 900 horse I mean, do we, do we no have any media it. we can post on this link so we can show our uh, listeners what we're actually talking about we might even have a couple of outtake videos with old chuck dilly and, and uh, we'll see if we can get a link up to <laughs> do not I think, post that i know <laughs> exactly i know exactly where you're going with that and i yeah i think the best video that we could have posted if we had his reaction at the dino day this past year when the truck oh, made 800 God. horse yeah. yeah he was happier than a fucking five-year-old on christmas i shit you not <laughs> like he was just glowing with excitement. That would have been a cool, uh, you know, uh, video or you know, photo to to, yeah. to have. But yeah, I mean, you're living proof. You've went through multiple stages with a truck, you know, in 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 a short period. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and honestly, shit go yeah. wrong and keep going. We've yep. seen, yeah. How many guys have we seen just? Something bad goes, you know, the crank goes after you build it and you're, they're done. Yep. You well, know, I, they're, promise they're you, I promise you, I promise you that did, it, you know, when, when, when that happened, it was like, now, okay, now what do I do? I know I'm getting ready to get back <laughs> into this motor. You know, do I want to, you know, I've already got a, a very large amount of money invested into this truck. Right. And do you keep going with it? You know, and I, I, I'm like, you know what, if, if they get up there and it really didn't get into the motor or the engine block that bad. Yeah. 
let's fix it, let's do it, you know. But it, it did cross my mind to to scrap the whole project yep. and end up being a yard ornament for a while. <laughs> hey, I have a buddy, one of the mechanics at Calibrated, you know. Wait, you have a buddy? I, <laughs> it is odd, but I do have a couple friends, believe it or not. Uh, LOI Duramax, same scenario as you. You know, yeah, we cracked DJ. a crank 10,000 miles in. And, uh, you know, he was like, what do I do? You know, do I scrap the truck? Do mm -hmm. I, you know, continue with the build? He he pulled a he pulled a Chuck Dilly. He went forward. Had another motor put, you know, built. He drove like thirty miles with the crack crank. Didn't get into anything into the motor. Everything yeah. was good. He just had to buy a crank. All right. So you know, and, and he did an alternate firing order cam second go around. So, you know, uh, definitely, you know, you you learn from the, the you know your. I don't know your your first. I mean, first round. I mean, sometimes you got you got to pass up that impulse to just say fuck it and walk away, right? <laughs> sometimes it does take somebody who's really into this sport, really into this industry, to stick with it. Somebody like Chalk or somebody like DJ, right. um, and, and we really appreciate that. And I think our listeners for the the podcast do as well. So I do just want to say thank you, Chris Emke, for joining us. Thank tonight. you Chris. very much. Thank you, yeah, Chuck Dilly. Sure. We always appreciate you coming by. We'll definitely have you back on the awesome. show. Awesome. I hope so. In the future. Yeah, we're holding you to that. No, hey, I'll be up here. <laughs> you know, the season, the, it's starting to, the weather's starting to change. You know, eighth mile track, quarter mile track. That's I mean, you know, put the power to the ground, get some numbers out of that thing. Just don't let Paul drag race this thing. Make sure you're behind. Uh, <laughs> Bullshit. The, come on. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, thank you guys very much. Oh, this has you. been Paul Wilson. I'm Danny Voss. Thanks for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com, developer of performance engine and transmission calibrations for a wide variety of late model diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, John Deere, Jeep, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. If I saw you in it every day in my neighborhood, I'd be like, that dude's a bitch. I'll smoke him. <laughs>